Hi there, my name's Ross Crawford and welcome to the Reddit Standard Podcast. Once again in the studio, I'm joined by Harry. Hello. Uh, hello there, Harry. Hello. And, and, well, we've got Harry in because no unnecessary meetings. This coronavirus situation has deepened, hasn't it? It's got a bit more severe. It has, it has, yeah. Um, a lot of people appear to be self-isolating now. Uh, we're still in the office, though. We're still in the office, indeed. <laughs> we're mad fools that we are. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yes, the, the, you know, the latest government advice about no unnecessary uh, uh, journeys or gatherings of so many people. Um, we treated this subject rather flippantly last week, and now all of a sudden it's like a tidal wave of... Yeah, of coronavirus. A, a lot, a lot has changed since uh, Boris, Prime Minister Boris Johnson's speech on on Monday. Really, hasn't it? I think after he said people should avoid pubs, theatres, music venues, and the like, I think everybody kind of went into their own lockdown. Even though it's not yeah, official, it's not legislation or anything like that yet. But yeah, yeah, and we're getting lots of photographs sent in of empty shelves in supermarkets mm-hmm. and. I tell you, I, I was even trying to buy another bag of food, another sack of food for my dog, and they've been panic buying of dog food as well. Yeah. It's it's extraordinary. Yeah, it is. So you've discovered that yourself now, going into your own local supermarket. Yeah, that yeah. way. I always shop at Morrison's. Mm. No offence to Sainsbury's and Tesco, <laughs> but Morrison's just happens to be mm. the closest. And uh, which, yeah. which is just so. It, I mean, it it, it makes you realise how important. Um, these people are who work in the supermarkets and things like that uh, and local shops because a lot of the time people see that as a job that's not exactly uh, attractive but really when in times like this um, in the pandemic how important are these people who are still going into work and serving and getting the food for everybody it's well, incredible it, yeah I mean I was chatting to Bev Allington who's the community champion at Morrison's I chatted to her this morning actually and she was saying that yeah, you know, they're, they're filling the shelves as fast as they can. Mm. But, you know, it's a question of have they got the people to do it? Mm. You know, it's, it's not simply a yeah. question of there's no projects. Yes. It's, it's getting the people in. Yeah. I think they've started, I think it was Tesco that's capped its times. Now the 24-hour shops that they have have now been limited to normal hours so that they, they have time to replenish and, and restock. Yeah, these are crazy times. You know, I was in cafe number one yesterday and... Uh, they were saying, you know, number of people coming in, it's, it's just plummeted. Mm. And yet, you know, it's uh, as far as I'm aware, as long as you don't touch anything that's infected or, or anything like that. And you wash your hands. And you wash your hands, yes. constantly wash your hands. You should be okay. should be okay, yeah. It is worrying, isn't it, because obviously businesses are going to be here. Um, the government did announce last night, though, that there'll be £350 billion, uh, package to sort of uh, mitigate this over the, over the course of uh, the... The outbreak, yeah, um, it's it's you just don't know where no. it's going to end, though, do you? No, and there must be a lot of businesses out there that are looking at the uh, at, at the news and thinking, "My goodness, where are the customers gone? Mm, yeah, where are my staff gone? Absolutely. They're all self isolating." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, back in Redditch, um, it looks like the community are coming together, though. Yes, please tell me about it. What, what's been going on? Some. Well, we're, we're, I think it's we're getting the politicians mm-hmm. have started helping out. Uh, had a had a press release yesterday from the Conservatives. Had a chat on the phone with Labour yesterday, 
and they're getting things together. Uh, but I think what's really struck me is the way, forget about politics, it's the communities coming together. Mm. It's extraordinary. We, uh, uh, our photographer, Marcus, he was out uh, at the uh, an exhibition, I think, this morning, and he was, he'd heard that Botany Bay Nurseries were chipping in to help. Who I've just been on the phone to. You've just yeah, been on yeah, the phone to them? Yeah, they, they're offering um, free delivery um, to anyone living in sort of... They're, they're based in Aswood Bank, so anyone living in Redditch, uh, Inkborough, uh, Studley, uh, Ulster, any of those areas, uh, they will get free delivery for any of their garden equipment, um, compost, flowers... You name it, whatever they have at the garden centre, that they'll be delivering that for free. And they, they were saying it was usually about a ten-pound charge for delivery, um, because they realised that most of their customers are elderly, and and they've already begun to self-isolate, and therefore they'll want to be doing things in the gardens to stay healthy, active, and uh, and and it's good for their well-being as well. So that's a really good thing. And it, as you say, it's just brilliant to see these different uh, businesses coming together and initiatives and groups just to really combat what we're, what we're facing. Well, that's right. Um, you know, I was chatting to some of the people up in Reach CIC, Community Interest Company. They're based at the Space in Winyates. And they have got together with Churchill Big Local mm. and they've chipped in to help, uh, uh, obviously, Churchill and Winyates and Woodrow. You know, they're all coming together. I just had a phone call from Nikki Farns at uh, at the Ecumenical Centre. They're reaching out to uh, to reach CIC, yeah. and uh, they they reckon they can cover the entire town. And that's just bringing food, bringing supplies, bringing comfort mm. to uh, to people who may be self isolating or who are having difficult, who rely on others to to get out and about yeah. to. Uh, to, to help them. So how, how will they be letting people know that that service is there or, or is that not being um, announced yet? Well, they're still working on that, actually. Yeah. They're, they're, they're setting up a referral system. I think Reach CIC and Churchill Big Local have already have something in place. Yes. They're leafleting, um, although they're appealing uh, for paper and for more help to just to get the message out there. And it's interesting, actually, that it's the community voluntary sector the ones that have borne the brunt of... of uh, not borne the brunt, but they've taken a cut mm. in, in the council grants. They're the ones that are stepping up to the plate, really. Yes, yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. That, it is inc- it? It's incredible. It yeah. shows you what a great town Redditch is. It's funny you should say that, because I had Nikki... I almost had a tear in my eye, because I had Nikki Farns from the Ecumenical Centre mm-hmm. saying how proud she was to be in Redditch oh, and how proud she yeah. was of the town. Mm that it's really coming together. It's incredible to see, isn't it? And that's the only positive in these kind of moments, isn't it? <laughs> wow, well, there's loads of positives. Oh, of course. There's loads of positives. <laughs> um, but yes, he's a... And, and I'm chatting to Rachel McLean MP mm. to, uh, to find out what the government's doing. Because I don't know about you, but I think, I think the government is slightly behind the times here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at least we have this daily press conference now in place at Downing Street where the Prime Prime Minister Boris Johnson will speak about where we are each day. And I think that's important because last week it seemed that he was nowhere to be seen, didn't it? Um, So I suppose, yeah, they're starting to step up now, aren't they? they? They very much thought they were... 
that they were in control because they, they were at the start of the outbreak and they were waiting, to, I think they're waiting to tell people to self-isolate, they were waiting to tell, tell people to self-isolate. And we may go into lockdown, I do think we may still go into lockdown similar to Italy. Well, I, I, I don't know, we're pretty much in lockdown now. Aren't yeah, we? yeah. I'd say. And not yet, officially, though. Not no, officially, no. and yet the Kingfisher's still open. Yeah. Um, and well, shops are still open. Shops are still open. Redditch Standard is still open. Yeah. Um, I just feel with the government, you know, that it was the football league that took the took mm. the lead mm. uh, by yeah. banning soccer matches, going against government advice, really, going at against the time. government advice yeah. at the time, and then obviously they stopped the the Wales Scotland rugby match, mm. and then gradually, you know, it's been private organisations that are taking the lead here, mm. and it's the government saying, "Oh, hang on a minute," you know, but six days later or whatever, yeah. jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to see a bit more leadership, yes, I think, from yes. our political leaders. Yes, yes, yeah. A less confusing message as well, because there's so much confusion of, of whether, you know, if you tell people not to go to these theatres, pubs, etc., but they currently remain open, um, then you get the business owners are, of course, worried that they're not going to get any money coming in because the, the government's told people not to go. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's like it's a vicious circle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, frightening uh, times. You've got to really feel for those business owners. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I was, I was at Studley Parish Council last night and they were, they were drawing up contingency plans to mm. delegate powers to the parish clerk mm. because they're going to have no more meetings yeah. until till August. Until August. That's crazy, crazy, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And that's what what we're writing about, isn't it? Cancelled. Everything's cancelled. Each story just appears to be that. Um, and it's not what we want to write about, but obviously people need to know. Yeah, View Cinema. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It shuts its All cinemas across the UK. Cinemas yeah. across the UK. Yeah. Uh, I was at a gig on Saturday night. It was uh, Britpop Favourites mm. featuring our own Nigel Clark from who used to go to Kingsley uh, High School mm. and. Uh, he was in Dodgy. I think he still is in Dodgy. I think they're still recording. Mm. And, you know, he was there with uh, uh, Chris Helm of the Seahorses and, and Mark Morris of, uh, of the Blue Tones. And they were saying, this is, you know, it's a surreal thing. This is the first and probably last day of their tour. Yeah. Because the palace has been cancelling. You know, yeah. Everything's been... But it, it, I suppose it's good to be on the, on, on the side of caution, isn't it, really? Um, this is a good thing, I think. Um, if you, if you look at Italy, I, th- I think the, the cases are... They're still actually... They, they recorded a, a huge amount of deaths the other day in one day, but um, I think the cases are starting to show a, a decline, aren't they, uh, to what they were a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, I mean, how much is that of that, though, is people just self-isolating and therefore not getting tested? Yeah. Well, testing is another issue, isn't well, it? Well, yeah. Uh, for what I gather, you don't get tested in... This country until you go to a hospital. hospital, yeah, and they're not testing the health staff, mm. which seems bizarre. Mm. Um, you know, the doctors and nurses that are treating you, mm. you're being tested, but the, but they aren't. Mm. Um, the general advice seems to be if you've got a cold, self isolate yeah. yeah. because it could be could be could, coronavirus, could be coronavirus. But you're likely to not be officially diagnosed. Yeah, it's it's one of these. Which, which tells you that the, the number is actually far greater than what we're hearing from the Department um, for Health and Social Care each day. Um, but as you say, um, most people, though, as, as we said before, will have it mildly. It will be a flu, essentially, for a lot of people. And, and many kids appear to be 
unaffected at all. The problem is, of course, they're carriers, aren't they? And then they can give it to, to the elderly who or, or people with underlying health issues. Um, but yeah. it's important to still remain positive, I think, Ross. Yeah, well, it's always positive. Yes. Always positive. Uh, but these are, these are strange times. times we're living in. Yeah, strange times. It snuck up on us in a way as well, hasn't it? In a, you know, last... Even last week, it wasn't where we are now, was it? No, no, not at all. And you, you've got to, you know, I've, I've been following the lead from the, the, the chief medical officer, and it was all fairly calm last week. Mm. It was all fairly cool. And now, all of a sudden, mm. yeah. my God. Huge chain reaction as well, though, isn't it, from especially um, employers, I think, who have just started telling everybody to go home. It is government advice, though, so I think, you know, we've got to follow it and trust their scientists. Well, that's true, that's true. But you've got to think of the, the restaurants. We did mm. a piece last week about the lovely Turkish restaurant that's opened at, mm. up at the top of Unicorn Hill. You've got to think of all the restaurants in Redditch mm. and across the country. Mm. I mean, people are being told not to go out. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. People told us to take unpaid leave as well. It's worrying for their bills, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. But that was something that the government did announce yesterday in their package, that certain people who are affected by the outbreak would have a um, three-month mortgage holiday. So the, the, uh, it, that was um, pleasing to see. I thought. Yeah. You what know? about you though? Do you get it? Do you get? Well, I'm no. I'm renting. You, you're renting, yeah, exactly. aren't you? Yeah. Do you I'm get renting. a holiday? I don't. No, <laughs> I don't. I suppose they they're hoping that it will sort of trickle down, weren't they, from the landlords? So, but you know, you know, yeah, it's correct. I, I don't own. So. Yeah. I mean, I've uh, I'm one of these guys who I've, I've paid off my mortgage a um, long time ago, mm. and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get. Nothing, but I've got a roof over my head, so yeah. I'm okay. Makes you think how um, how sort of good we have it, doesn't it? Have it in times like this, um, when you think of other people who probably don't have things like that. Yeah, well, absolutely, um, and it's it's you know what you're talking about is something spiritual there. You know, if if where do you turn to? Mm. And uh, uh, I got a uh, an email from. Reverend Paul Lawler, who's the the vicar at the you know he's a town centre chaplain, he's a vicar of St Stephen's. All church services across the UK, Church of England services, have been cancelled, mm. and they are thinking about you know how on earth do we uh, you know do we give people you know the spiritual support that they they need, and and so he you know they're puzzling over how how on earth can they do this. And it's one of the things that they, he mentioned that uh, with Mothering Sunday coming up uh, on, well, it's this Sunday, isn't it? Um, and people would normally go and visit their mums, but mum may be self-isolating or they may be self-isolating or whatever, um, just to put a candle in, in their window for mum and, you know, a little light of hope mm. in this darkness mm. that's surrounding us, which I think so. Uh, it's nice, yeah. It's quite nice. Again, yes. it all comes back to that community feel, doesn't it? That community spirit. Is that this Sunday? That's mothering. Oh, yeah, yes. This Sunday is mothering Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, well, it's an evolving situation, isn't it? It is. It is, and we will keep uh, all of our readers up to date every day via www.redditchstandard.co.uk. That's right, and uh, thanks for getting in the web address there. And we should also say that the reason Claire isn't here. Mm-hmm. Doing all her, she's doing. She's self isolating herself, right. isn't yes. she? <laughs> she's going to be recording some government advice um, from the comfort of her home because she was uh, she was in Switzerland interviewing um, army veterans 
who uh, who have suffered injuries and who are recovering from their injuries. And but she's come back and she's been asked to self isolate. So she'll be recording her own little piece and uh, and hopefully tacking it onto this. Mm. Um, and we'll be back next week. Thanks, Ross. Hello, my name is Claire Bullivant, and yes, I am at home self-isolating as I recently got back from Switzerland on a work trip interviewing some wounded veterans, a couple of which were put into isolation with coronavirus symptoms. I'm absolutely fine, I feel absolutely fine, and it's just a precaution, but I have been advised by the medical team to self-isolate just in case. I am lucky I can work from home writing and doing podcasts, etc., And I know not everyone can do this. So if you are still at work, there are still things you can do to protect yourselves and others with social distancing, etc. Things like being sensible with all the usual hand washing, not using other people's office phones and computers, and just being aware of the ways the virus is spreading and how you can protect yourself. Here at this newspaper, we've been looking into the latest news and advice. We also get sent lots of information, of which let's go through some of the main facts on this podcast for you. Let's start with some of the key facts. This virus, COVID-19, has now spread to at least 160 countries and claimed more than 8,200 lives. This was according to the World Health Organization last night. But when should you stay at home like me? When should maybe your whole family self-isolate? When should you just social distance? Let's clear up some of these important issues. The main messages are if you live alone and you have symptoms of coronavirus illness, COVID-19, however mild they are, stay at home for seven days from when the symptoms first started. If you've been symptomatic, then you may end your self-isolation after seven days. The seven-day period always starts from the day when you first became ill. That's important to remember. If you do live with others and you are the first in your household to have symptoms of coronavirus, then you must stay home for those seven days. But all other household members who remain well, they might feel absolutely fine. They actually must stay at home and not leave the house for 14 days. This 14-day period starts from the day that the very first person in the house became ill. So it doesn't sound fair, does it, on them, but this is the way it works. So It takes a while for the virus to take hold. It can lie dormant in the body. So that's why any household members, they might catch it from you on your day six or day five or even day seven. So that's why they need to stay in isolation for another seven days. And should a household member develop the coronavirus symptoms late in the 14-day household isolation period, as it says, for example, on day 13 or day 14, the isolation period does not need to be extended, but the person with the new symptoms has to stay home for another seven days. So I hope that makes sense. There's been a lot of confusion out there about that, but um, it's quite clear when you understand the reasoning behind it. Each person needs their own seven-day isolation period from the day they have symptoms, no matter how mild. 
It is likely that people living within a household will infect each other, apparently, or be infected already. So staying at home for 14 days will greatly reduce the overall amount of infection the household could pass on to others in the outside world. Now, the health authorities do suggest, if you can, to move any vulnerable individuals, such as elderly and those with underlying health conditions, out of your home to stay with friends or family for the duration of home the home isolation period. If you can't move vulnerable people out of your home, try and stay away from them as much as possible. So this is what self-isolation means during this time. You don't go to work or into public areas and you don't use public transport or taxis etc. If possible you should not even go out to buy food or other essentials. The only time to go out is to possibly exercise and in that case at a very safe distance from others. And if you do require help with buying groceries and food and other shopping or picking up medication, prescriptions, etc. Or even walking your dog, you are going to have to rely on friends and relatives. So it's a great idea to swap numbers now and set up a WhatsApp group or get people's emails um, because we all are really going to have to rely on each other. Um, Alternatively, you can order medication by phone or online, of course, and you can also order your shopping online. So make sure you always do tell delivery drivers, though, to leave the items outside for collection if you do order online. Delivery drivers should not come into your home. They've all been trained by now. They all know the drill. So, um, yeah, just make sure that they know you're self-isolating. And if you do have a vulnerable person living with you, um, they can't stay anywhere else during the 14-day family or roommate isolation in your household. You, I mentioned before, minimise as much as possible the time you spend with them. So there are certain things you can do. Um, I mean, you might have to share things such as kitchens and bathrooms and sitting areas, but just keep those areas well ventilated and always aim to keep two metres, which is at least three or four steps away from the vulnerable person you live with and encourage them to sleep in a different bed where possible. And if they can, try and get them to use a separate bathroom from the rest of the household. Make sure they also use separate towels from other people for drying themselves and also for bathing and showering and hand hygiene purposes etc if they clean their hands and dry them on one towel try not to use that towel if you do share a toilet and bathroom with a venerable person it's very important too that you clean them every time you use them for example wiping services you have come into contact with and another tip is to consider drawing up a rotor maybe for bathing with the vulnerable person using the facilities first if you do share a kitchen with a vulnerable person avoid using it while they are present if they can they should take their meals back to their room possibly to eat and if you have one use a dishwasher to clean and dry the families use crockery and cutlery if that's not possible wash them using your usual washing up liquid and warm water but make sure you dry them thoroughly and if the vulnerable person is using their own utensils remember to use a separate detail for drying these it's going to be very difficult for some people to separate themselves from others at home but you should do your very best to follow this guidance as laid out by the government it's really important on top of all this of course everyone in the household should regularly wash their hands 
avoid touching their face and clean frequently touched surfaces such as door handles, the remote control, tabletops. It really will help stop spreading the virus. We have been asked a lot of questions about cleaning and disposal of waste. Um, health officials kindly sent us this information to pass on. So when cleaning, you should use your usual household products like detergents and bleach, as these are really effective at getting rid of the virus on surfaces. As I said before, do remember to clean frequently touched surfaces such as the door handles, handrails, your remote control and tabletops. This is particularly important if you have older or venerable people in your house. Personal waste such as tissues, if you've been blowing your nose, etc. and disposable cleaning cloths can be stored securely within disposable rubbish bags. So just get a bag, put them into the bag and tie it securely and keep it separately if you can from other waste. This should be put outside for at least 72 hours before being put into your usual external household waste bin. And other household waste can be disposed of as normal. As far as laundry goes, to minimise the possibility of dispersing the virus through the air, don't shake out your dirty laundry, but you can wash items as appropriate in accordance with the manufacturer's instructions, etc. And all dirty laundry can be washed in the same load. If you don't have a washing machine in your home, they do say to wait a further 72 hours after your seven-day for individual isolation or 14-day isolation period for the whole household. So wait 72 hours after that that has ended when you can take it to the laundry to a public laundrette um so that's a bit of a pain but it will help curb the spread of the virus also it goes without saying that during the isolation don't have visitors into your home if you or a family member receive essential care in your home then carers of course should be able to visit carers will be provided with face masks and gloves to reduce the risk of passing on the infection etc but they will have been trained in this everyone else please don't have visitors in your home if you have deliveries even get them to drop it outside this is really important to mention We've also been getting a lot of questions and chat on social media about pets. If you do have a pet in the household, at present there is no evidence at all that pets such as dogs and cats can be infected with coronavirus. So I'm still taking my dog out and running him around the garden. If you don't have a garden, it might be worth asking a friend or neighbour to help out or you can still go out if you need to to take the dog for a walk. Just make sure you stay a considerable distance away from other people people and try not to touch anything. Alongside all the genuine medical advice, there have been many false messages out there that have been spreading, distorting all the facts on social media. So do be careful with what you follow and what you share with others. Obviously, there's still some uncertainty as this is a very new virus. I've seen things about not taking ibuprofen online, holding your breath to diagnose whether you have it, etc. Let's try and clear up some of these facts from fiction. According to medical professionals, we have spoken to the NHS and ibuprofen is not re recommended for managing coronavirus symptoms. However, those already taking it for other conditions should not stop without consulting your doctor. But both paracetamol and ibuprofen, obviously they can bring down your temperature and help with flu-like symptoms, but apparently ibuprofen and other non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs 
They're not suitable for everyone and can cause side effects, especially for people with asthma or heart and circulatory problems. So do stick to paracetamol to treat the symptoms of coronavirus unless your doctor has told you paracetamol is not suitable for you. That's the advice from the NHS. So that's one message cleared up. The next is holding your breath for 20 seconds. The online messages say if you can do that and not cough at the end, you don't have the virus. Well, this is absolutely rubbish. Completely false information. Do do be careful of all these sort of things circling around on social media and make sure you only take advice from the proper news outlets or the NHS um, website, etc. Your friends and friends of friends on social media aren't the best place to get medical information from. We all know it. Um, so, yeah, let's just... <laughs> Stop spreading those false rumours. So let's get down to the important facts. How do you protect yourself? We've all heard it a thousand times now, but really it's true. The best thing is regular and thorough hand washing, preferably with soap and water and for over 20 seconds. It felt like a long time at first, didn't it? Washing your hands for 20 seconds. But if you're like me, I'm actually getting used to it now. And I literally will wash my hands after everything I do. And it feels good to wash that virus, whether you may actually have it or not, down the drain. The virus itself spreads when an infected person coughs, small droplets packed with the virus into the air. And these can be obviously breathed in or cause an infection. If you touch a surface that they have landed on, then you touch your eyes, nose or mouth. So it makes sense. If you keep washing that virus off your hands and sending it down the plug hole before you touch your face, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, you really are helping yourself not contract the virus. Also, obviously, coughing and sneezing into tissues and avoiding close contact with infected people are important for limiting the spread as well. Now, let's get on to social distancing. Most children are now going to be off school from Friday onwards. And even if your family isn't in self-isolation, it's very important to remember this isn't like a snow day or even a snow week or month for them. Everybody does at this time need to practice social distancing. That's that's what the experts are telling us. That's what the government is telling us. According to the experts, this means no playdates, no parties, no sleepovers. Don't invite your friends and family round for get-togethers. And it doesn't mean having your elderly relatives caring for your children. We spoke to a doctor at the Warwick Hospital who said this all sounds very extreme because it really is. The government is trying to create distance between family units and and between individuals. It may be very hard as children, of course, want to play with their friends. But even if you choose only one friend to have over... You're creating new links and possibilities for the type of transmission that all of our school, work, public event closures are trying to prevent. So remember, the symptoms of coronavirus can take some time to manifest themselves. Someone who comes over looking well can easily transmit the virus to your whole family. So... It doesn't mean you and your family have to stay locked inside your house 24-7 either. If you're social distancing, you can still exercise, get out and take a walk, go for a run, play in the garden. But when your kids, you or your kids go outside, do your best to maintain at least six feet, they say, between you and non-family members. Also try not to use public facilities and don't let your children use playground swings and slides, etc. As coronavirus can live on plastic and metal for two to three days and these structures aren't getting regularly cleaned. So just 
best to stay away from them. Again, this all sounds very harsh, but it is the advice being sent down by the experts and will help stop the spread. If you're social distancing and do need to go to the shops for supplies, just remember to wash your hands thoroughly before and after your trip and maintain distance from others while you're shopping. Also, we keep hearing it, but please remember that hoarding supplies negatively impacts others. So just buy what you need and leave some for everyone else. The government has assured us we will not run out of food. We also have lots of local restaurants who are more than happy to deliver to you and even bring your food out to the car park if you want to pick it up. Please do continue to support our our local small businesses if you can during this time. Now, let's go through what the coronavirus symptoms actually are. Now, this is where it can get a little hazy. We've all heard of many people now, such as Idris Elba the other day, saying he's tested positive for the virus, but has absolutely no symptoms. So according to the World Health Organization, this can happen. But for most people, the symptoms start with a fever followed by a dry cough, which can lead to breathing problems. A dry cough is a cough with nothing coming up, none of that phlegmy, yucky stuff you might have with a cold. And according to scientists, it can take five days on average to start showing symptoms. But some people obviously will get symptoms much later than this. So the World Health Organization actually states the incubation period can last up to 14 days. So without testing everyone in the entire country, which obviously is unrealistic at the moment, the best we can do at the moment is to self-isolate at the first sign of a cough or fever, or if you think you've been in close contact with an infected person, which is what I'm doing. It's not easy, but it really could save lives and will really help flatten that growth curve that Boris Johnson keeps talking about on the telly if you've been watching his daily updates. Obviously, early symptoms can easily be confused with other winter bugs, including colds and the flu, which are very prevalent at this time of year. So just remember, if you do have a cough or fever or you think you may have been in contact with someone who does, it might not even be the coronavirus at all, but it's best to act on the side of caution. So just to reiterate, the exact advice from Public Health England says that if you have mild symptoms, such as a new continuous cough, dry cough, or a high temperature above 37.8 degrees, which is 104 in Fahrenheit, you should self-isolate at home for at least seven days for you. If you live with other people, that is 14 days for the whole family. Now, this is important. You do not need to ring the NHS 111 unless you are worried. Also, do not go to your GP or A&E. This is the same advice if you have come into contact with anyone who has been infected or have travelled back to the UK from affected areas. Now, of course, if you feel you cannot cope with your symptoms at home or your condition gets worse or your symptoms don't get better after self-isolating, then the advice is obviously to use the 111 coronavirus service. And remember, at this time, Even if you're not in isolation, we all need to practice social distancing. Everyone needs to do what they can to stop this virus spreading. Remember, for a lot of people, the virus could be relatively mild, but for many, it really could be a death sentence. So let's leave our wonderful services and the NHS for the people who really need it. 
We have been told that the NHS will contact people from Monday the 23rd of March if they are at particular high risk of getting seriously ill with coronavirus and they will be given specific advice about what to do. I'm sure more information will come in later regarding this. Remember, whether you're at home self-isolating or at work, stay in touch with your friends and family and elderly neighbours and relatives on the phone and online. There are so many elderly and vulnerable people who it would mean the world to having a quick phone call, checking up on them, seeing if they need anything, just being there. It really could be the difference between life and death for some people. We're already having many wonderful stories of groups coming together online, putting isolation packages together and support systems to help those who may be vulnerable. We really do have a wonderful community here in our town. We will get over this and we'd like to thank everyone for doing their part. And if you're like me, self-isolating, you're not alone. It won't last forever and it's the least we can do. Let's keep each other company on Facebook and social media. We will keep you up to date with developments in the paper on our social media pages and also our website. So do keep checking back often as we are often the first to report local developments. Stay safe, everyone. Back to you in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me again. <laughs> you probably won't want to see me next week. I'll probably won't be there. One of us will probably be stricken. Yeah, by the exactly. exactly. <laughs> but in the meantime, uh, uh, my name's Ross Crawford. I'm the editor of the Red Extended. You can contact me on 01527 588697. That's a direct line. Harry can be contacted on. I can be contacted on 01527 588621, and that's my direct line, uh, or via email address, which is harry.leach, and that's L E A C H, at bullivantmedia.com. And I'm at ross.crawford at bullivantmedia.com, or you can contact us both at editor at redditstandard.co.uk. That's all for this week. Hopefully, we'll have a bit more good news next week. But uh, don't forget to read about everything about coronavirus and all the other great stuff that's happening in Redditch. It's not all doom and gloom, and it's going to be out in this week's paper. Bye for now. (laughs)